Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. It's the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. We're glad you're here this morning. People out there worshiping online, people just enjoying the sunshine out in their homes. Um, but we're glad you're here this morning. Put yourself in the path of the gospel. We're going to sing a song. We had VBS this past week, so we're going to sing a couple of songs for Prelude and Postlude about... Um, uh, from VBS. This one's called All the Days of Our Lives. Things to give thanks for. One, two, three. All the days of our lives we offer and praise to our God. All the days of our lives we offer thanks and praise to our God. For God surrounds us with beauty and God surrounds us with friends. And we're surrounded by God's great love and peace that never ends. Sing along. All the days of our lives we This morning, the seventh Sunday, uh, Pentecost, beautiful summer day. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all those folks who are joining us online. We're honored by your presence, honored by your presence, thankful for everyone who gathers together. We come to worship, we come to serve, we have our batteries charged, and we go out there and make a difference in the world. The order of service is printed uh, in your bulletin. Everything will be projected for you as well. If it's comfortable now, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn is Gather Us In. Mm -hmm. 
of reading, the litany for today is projected for you. We have come from our homes. We gather with our sisters and brothers. Everyone welcome, everyone equal. To the God of healing. You know our hearts. You know our regrets. We have, sinned against you. we have sinned against those we love most. Our sin has left us. With shattered dreams and broken hearts. With bitterness and despair. With you have promised us forgiveness. We pray that we may forgive others. We continue with our uh, hymn of praise, and this is, uh, you got to get the active with this one, open the door, see all the people. Everyone. 
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, teach us. Teach us to pray. Help us to be authentic and vulnerable. Give us simplicity of speech. Send your Holy Spirit that we may be set free from fear, isolation, and discouragement, that we might pray and live together in harmony. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, Trinity Lutheran. Good morning. Let's go there, huh? All right. The gospel lesson today is from the 11th chapter of Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And Jesus said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The word of the Lord. Just the other night at a hometown football game, my wife and I ran into my old high school flame. And as I introduced them, the past came back to me. And I couldn't help but think of the way things used to be. She was the one that I wanted for all time. Each night I'd spend praying that God would make her mine. And if he'd only grant me the wish I'd wished back then, 
I'd never ask for anything again. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the one upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Cause some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. She wasn't quite the angel that I remembered in my dreams. I could tell the time had changed me to in her eyes too it seemed. We tried to talk about the old days there wasn't much we could recall Guess the Lord knows what he's doing after all And as she walked away I looked at my wife There and then I thanked the good Lord For the gifts in my life Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the one upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Cause some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered Some of you recognize that one, Garth Brooks. Uh, thank you, Carl and Ron. You're good sports when I ask you to do that one. Thank you. Uh, this week, uh, country western music at TLC. Next week, uh, Thailand for Carl with the Brothers Four. We'll keep you in our prayers as you travel. Thank you. Prayer. Answered prayer. Unanswered prayer. We've had both this week. How do we pray? Does it do any good to pray? Talking about prayer, let's start with a few quotes. First, the author Anne Lamott, in her book, Traveling Mercies, writes, Our best, two best prayers are, help me, help me, help me, and thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so try that. Help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Gandhi said, prayer is not asking, it is a longing of the soul. It is a daily admission of one's weakness. It is better in prayer to have a heart without words than words without a heart. And that great theologian, Lily Tomlin, said, why is it when we talk to God, we're said to be praying, but when God talks to us, we're schizophrenic? <laughs> Reasonable question. Joseph Scriven, 
It might be a name you know, maybe not. Joseph Scriven was 25 years old. He lived in a small village outside Dublin, Ireland. He was engaged to his childhood sweetheart. The day before they were to be married, they planned to meet outside of town on the banks of the River Bon. His beautiful young fiance approached the river on her horse, and her horse was spooked. She was thrown into the water where she would drown. Scriven arrived just as her body was being pulled from the water. 25 years old and heartbroken, he left Ireland and set out for Canada. He would live the rest of his life in Port Hope, Ontario. Joseph would rebuild his life. He dedicated his life to following Jesus. He would live the great commandment to love God and love his neighbor. And so he became known in Port Hope as the Good Samaritan of Port Hope. And his days were joyfully consumed with teaching and good deeds. And he was much loved, as you might imagine, in the community. And then he fell in love himself. 35 years old, he fell in love with a 23-year-old Eliza Roach. Engaged to be married in the spring of 1854, she fell ill with pneumonia and died. Shortly thereafter, he got word from Ireland that his mother was ill, and he sat down to write her a letter, and he began that letter with a poem that he had just composed. The poem became one of our most beloved Christian hymns. And the words may sound a little differently to you now this morning, now that you know the rest of the story. We're going to begin our conversation about prayer with singing, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. We remain seated, and we'll sing along.
Prayer is a big topic. Much has been written about prayer. It's been used. It's been abused. It's been misunderstood. And people of faith from the beginning of history, they've wondered. They've wondered about God, and they've wondered about our ability, really, to communicate with God. Prayer itself is faith-driven. It's otherworldly. It's always mysterious to us. And the disciples were no different than us. They didn't really have a grasp on it. And so they sought the direction of their rabbi, saying to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. What is prayer? What is the point? When I was a kid, I prayed for a new bike that never showed up. Well, actually, it did show up once I got a summer job and made some money on my own. And when I was in first grade, I prayed not unlike the song that Carl sang for us, I prayed for Lori Neiman. Yeah, this cute little girl who lived down the street. And I didn't stop just with prayer. No, I actually showed up at her house with chocolates. And I prayed that we might grow old together or at least make it to second grade. And she shyly took the box of chocolates and never gave me the time of day ever again. What is prayer? What is the point? Be honest now, have you ever wondered, have you ever really wondered if anyone is really listening? The great theologian Helmut Thielke once said, the silence of God is the greatest test of our faith. The silence of God. I was with a woman recently, life has not been easy for her the past few months. Uh, It's been a season of profound grief and loss for her. And I asked her about prayer, and she said, I do pray but I'm not sure that God is listening. Ever been there? The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so we do. We pray before meals. We pray at bedtime. We pray before surgery. I know a man in the community, he doesn't ever come to church, but he saw me on the golf course, and he asked if I would come to see him, to pray with him before he had surgery, just in case he didn't make it. Is anyone listening? Do our prayers make a difference? We pray. We're not sure why always. We're not sure how it works. But we pray nonetheless. It is what people of faith do. We pray together in church every week, do we not? So I decided to look back in the Boltons to pull the prayers for the past decade. We have consistently, in the past decade, prayed for the sick. And I just looked at that over the last decade, and approximately 72% of them are dead now. I guess it's a good idea not to get on that list. But then again, there's no cure for being human. Lord, teach us to pray. We pray every week. We pray for our political leaders in our country that they would work together for the common good. No comment. We prayed consistently over the last decade for peace in the Middle East. We prayed that all would have shelter, food, and clothing, and we're making some good progress there. We prayed that we might forgive others and forgive ourselves. You can tell me how that's going for you. We have prayed for peace on our streets and in our families. You see, Sunday after Sunday, year after year, our prayers are pretty much the same. Is anyone listening? So how are we to pray? And what are we to pray for? 
And what do we really expect to happen when we pray? Now, lest you think that this is a new discussion, we go back to the text that Orion just read for us from Luke, the 11th chapter. Jesus had finished praying. How was it that he prayed? It was his custom to go off by himself to pray. So when he came back, one of the disciples said, Lord, we're not really sure how this works. Can you maybe teach us how to pray? And Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not bring us to a time of trial. Now, you know that became the model prayer. That would become the Lord's prayer, certainly the most famous prayer of all time. And one thing to note in that prayer of Jesus is its simplicity. Our prayers should be simple. Remember Gandhi's words, it's better in prayer to have a heart without words than to have words without a heart. So keep your prayers very simple. I don't know how to break this to you, but you you don't have to impress God, and you really don't have the capacity to impress God either. So just keep it very simple. Notice, too, that this prayer of Jesus, this model prayer, starts by reminding us of who we are and of whose we are. As you pray, remember you are a child of God, and remember that you are addressing God. And God is not some random, distant God. God is not a threat to you. God is not an impersonal judge who is waiting to condemn you or shame you for your wrongs. No, this is the one who gave you life. This is the one who knows you intimately. We address God as Father, and what does that make us? Children. You are a child of God, and that's an honored title. But what else do we know about children? They're totally dependent upon their parents. There's no past, no present, no future without the care of a parent for a child. So keep it simple. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Come like children to your father or mother. You know, the Bible's very clear that both male and female were created in the image of God. We were made in God's image. God was not made in our image. So come to the creator, father, mother, in humility, but also in confidence knowing that you are loved and you are a child of God. A prayer, as I said, is a hopeful venture. Prayer puts us outside of ourselves for a little bit and allows us to open our hearts to God. So your prayer should be hopeful, humble, and simple. Jesus teaches us to pray. He prays for daily bread, for strength to carry on, for safety in a dangerous world, for the courage to persevere in dark times. But how does it work? Does it work? Well, yes, it does work. How it works is mostly a mystery. Prayer is a mysterious God thing. You know, scientists strive to understand the mysteries of the cosmos. If you've been looking at the images of the James Webb telescope this past week, we have been reminded just how small we are, what a small part we are of God's magnificent creation. And you know, as scientists do this work, with every discovery that they make, what does it bring with it? A thousand other new mysteries for them to solve. 
God's activity, you see, is mostly mind-blowing. It's beyond our comprehension. And we should expect nothing less in our prayer life. God's movement or seeming lack of movement in prayer is mysterious, it's unwieldy, it's out of our control. Now, I cannot tell you that prayer will change the mind of God. Can the mind of God be changed? Can the mind of God be swayed by our passion or our persistence? Will the prayers of a few or thousands move God to act on our behalf? I can tell you this for sure. Our prayers will not provide God with any new information or some unique insight that is ours that's unknown to God. Yes, prayer works. I believe that. But does our prayer change God? Maybe yes, maybe no. I believe God hears our prayer. God does perform miracles. I've seen that in my own life. But i got to tell you, it's not predictable. And I can't explain it. Does prayer work? Yes. Does prayer change God? Maybe yes, maybe no. But of this, I am very certain. Prayer changes us. And since prayer changes us, prayer can change communities and the world. The Danish theologian Soren Kierkegaard wrote, The function of prayer is not to influence God, but rather to change the nature of the one who prays. Prayer, this hopeful, positive venture, has the power to change us. If you change your mind, your life will follow. Does prayer make a difference? Where would Joseph Scriven have been without prayer? Take it to the Lord in prayer. He could have become a bitter, angry, isolated old man. Instead, he wrote that beautiful hymn, and he became known as the Good Samaritan of Poor Hope. You see, prayer changes us. It helps us to live abundantly after tragedy, and it helps us to die with dignity at the end of the line for us in this world. Prayer changes us. I was talking to one of our young people, our teenagers who had a problem with shoplifting, and they asked me for help. And I said, I can't come with you. And God's not going to stop you from stealing. Let me say that right up. But I'll tell you this, if you pray, from the moment you walk into the store till the moment you leave, your odds are better. Your odds are better of resisting the temptation. Prayer may change God, I'm not sure, but it definitely has the power to change us. I had a man in my office some years back who was praying for employment. He was unemployed. He was frustrated now that no work was coming his way. So I asked him what he was doing in his job shirts, and he said, I'm trusting God. I'm praying that the right doors were open. I said, okay, are you networking? Are you on LinkedIn? And he said, no, I've, I've turned it all over to God. And I said with tender pastoral care, I said, do you think God is like Jack in the Box? Some clown that you give your order to and magically it appears at the next window? If you think God's going to type your resume or interview for you, think again. You've got to swing a hammer if you want to build a house. 
Frederick Douglass, the African-American social reformer, orator, abolitionist, statesman, a slave who posed as a, sa a sailor in order to escape slavery, said this, I prayed for freedom for 20 years, but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. Mm. We pray for the hungry, but they will remain hungry until that prayer changes our hearts and we act to support local food banks and world hunger. We pray for our marriages, but you know what? A marriage class or a marriage weekend would probably be really good too. We pray for our health, but cutting back on sugar and smoking and maybe drinking would help our cause also. Yeah, God's not jack-in-the-box. God partners with us in creating abundant lives. God has given us everything we need for abundant life, but we must partner with God in this work. God is not going to do it all for us, even if we spend every day in prayer. So how are we going to sum this up? Prayer works. How it works is a mystery. Faith is trusting in the mystery and praying to God anyway. So perhaps we should end where we began with Anne Lamott. Our two best prayers are, you ready? Help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's, uh, let's try. Pray with me, and I want you to repeat back to me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To be patient and kind. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To be loving and forgiving. Loving and forgiving. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To love my neighbor. To love my neighbor. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To generously share. To generously share. Help me, Lord. Through the night of darkness. Through the night of darkness. Help me, Lord. To live with less fear. And more joy. And more joy. Help me, Lord. To die, safe, to die safe, knowing that I am loved and forgiven and never alone. Knowing that I am loved, forgiven, and never alone. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my breath. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For my days in my church. Thank you, Lord. For your love and forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Because everything I have is a gift from you. Help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Amen. And next week we're going to revisit the Lord's Prayer and we're going to discover uh, the smallest and most important words in the Lord's Prayer. That'll be next week. Right now, Carl and Ron are going to sing for us. Song called Gratitude. The literal words are wonderful. It also works perfectly as metaphor. Send some rain, would you send some rain? Cause the earth is dry and needs to drink again And the sun is high and we are sinking in the shade 
Would you send a cloud, thunder long and loud? Let the sky grow black and send some mercy down. Surely you can see that we are thirsty and afraid. But maybe not, not today. Maybe you'll provide in other ways. And if that's the case, we'll give thanks to you with gratitude for lessons learned in how to thirst for you, how to bless the very sun that warms our face if you never send us rain. Daily bread, give us daily bread. Bless our bodies, keep our children fed. Fill our cups, then fill them up again tonight. Wrap us up and warm us through, tucked away beneath our sturdy roofs. Let us slumber, safe from danger's view this time or maybe not not today maybe you'll provide in other ways and if that's the case we'll give thanks to you with gratitude a lesson learned to hunger after you that a starry sky offers a better view if no roof is overhead and if we never taste that bread. All the differences that often are between everything we and what we really need. So grant us peace, Jesus, grant us peace. Move our hearts to hear a single beat in between alibis and enemies tonight. Or maybe not, not today. Peace might be another world away, and if that's the case, we'll give thanks to you with gratitude for lessons learned and how to trust in you, that we are blessed beyond what we could ever dream in abundance or in if you never grant us peace, but Jesus, would you please? to stand if it's comfortable as we lift our hearts to God in prayer. We have a sung response, uh, All of Us Belong. We'll sing that now. 
And then Orion will lead us in the prayers, each time leading us back to that song response. Let us pray. God of hope, hear these petitions of your people that all may know peace, courage, and joy. Hear us, O God. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. Almighty God, Paul reminds us that sometimes we do, know, we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit helps us as we groan under the weight of this life. Make us open to the voice of the Spirit as we pray wherever we find it. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. Loving God, we praise you for the love which has created and sustained us to this day. And the love of all the leaders and helpers at VBS this week as they journeyed with the kids and youth as they explored the parable of the sower. May we all be fertile ground for your word that your love would grow in us as we serve our neighbors and include all in your sacred circle of love. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred Just God, be with the people and leaders of this country and others, especially Sri Lanka during this time of upheaval and war, that servant leaders might rise up in the midst of turmoil and that the urge towards solutions of violence might give way to reconciliation and hope that all may simply live.
giving God, hear these prayers, spoken and unspoken, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. We share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. Break it up, section one. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. Uh, after the service, come on over in the coffee hour where you can get coffee and cookies and T-shirts. I know you all have T-shirts, but uh, you want to have a trendy T-shirt. Get me out of debt. Go in there and buy one uh, since it all went on the credit card. Um, but, uh, yeah, come get t-shirt. Robin's in there, and there are others going to be in there as well. Um, also, as outside uh, the entryway, right by the pond, where produce usually sits, we have a different kind of produce. George and Patty are waving at you right now. George and Patty are pandemic, uh, uh, they are pandemic newlyweds, live down on Eusis Bay, and they've got a bounty of crab. It's cooked, it's cleaned, it's in bags. So take a bag, and uh, give thanks to George and Patty. Thank you for sharing the bounty with us, George and Patty. Yeah. And this morning, we are rejoicing that 73 years ago, Trinity's Ringo star, James Neverman, was born. Happy birthday, James. Happy birthday to you. There he is. Happy birthday to Jim. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, and 66 years ago, Elvis was just breaking out onto the theme, and the Dyers were getting married. Any Elvis songs played at your wedding, uh, Carol and Daryl? I don't think so. <laughs> Carol and Daryl, come on up for a second. Come on up for just a second. Come on up here. Look at this. Look at these kids. Just turn right here in front of the baptismal font, and look at those pictures. This is their wedding 66 years ago, and uh, we give thanks for that. Uh, Daryl was in the Navy. And Carol was uh, just out of one year of college, and they got married in Sprague, Washington, 66 years ago. And they have spent about the last 55 years or so serving us here at Trinity Lutheran Church in every possible capacity. And we wish a blessing upon you and upon your family, and just in great thanksgiving uh, for your 66 years of marriage. Now, if your strength's holding up, turn around, put your fingers in the font. Everybody hold up a finger, put your fingers in there, and let's pray for them. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for the love and the sacred vows that Carol and Daryl exchanged 66 years ago. We give you thanks for their loving service here in this congregation. Blessed to be a blessing. We've been blessed to share the journey with them. Bless them now all the days of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. That's worth celebrating right there. Carl, you have an announcement for us? Uh, yes. We're going to just kind of planning ahead. August 24th, we're going to have a choir rehearsal and retreat. If that's something that interests you, let me know, and uh, we'll get started rolling again with our choir rehearsals. August 24th, right here right. at 6 o'clock. Very good. If you like singing the choir. Um, Death this week. We've had two uh, deaths this week. Uh, Brenda Kidd died this week. Uh, so I know Pastor Tom and his family are probably watching online up at their house. She died at home. She died peacefully. She died surrounded by uh, those who loved her. 
that service for Brenda is going to be August 19th. Uh, there's a, there's an address out in the narthex if you want to send a car, but there's also a place to sign up if you would like to, to, to bake or cook for that uh, service on the 19th of August. We could do that. Uh, also, very suddenly, uh, Gail Childs died this week, and Gail, a uh, longtime member of our church, Gail and Larry had just sold their house on the island, moved to town to be closer to their kids, and she died very suddenly on Friday. So I talked to Larry yesterday, and uh, their whole family's obviously in shock. Their, their uh, address is also out in the narthex, so drop a card to them. I, I know that would mean uh, a lot to them as well. We, we have, like I said in the sermon, there's no cure for being human, right? Uh, we know that there's a time to be born, a time to die, and this is a part of our shared journey as a, as a church family, a difficult part of our shared journey, but a part of our shared journey uh, as well. Um, talked about prayer, and we talked about making, having to swing hammers. Let's look at the tiny house project. Uh, look at our team is making great progress. If you haven't been by, right across from the old middle school, the community center in Langley, the old high school, I guess, if you've been around long enough, Right across the street, our tiny house is going up, uh, and they're just making great progress, and that's all possible because you all kicked in to make that possible, either pounding nails or making donations, and we're just so very happy about that for all of our volunteers uh, who have worked on that. So we give thanks uh, for that um, as well. Yeah, clap. All right. And I think with that, uh, I, I'm supposed to, this is, Laura Camby's been having fun with you in the coffee hour with the caption thing, so she wanted to show the winners. Winners of the caption, the pastor game. I had nothing to do with this, by the way. Okay, that's one winner. I think they got a gift card, $1,000 gift card or something. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that. I don't know what that means, but uh, Jim Newman, thank you, Jim. Uh, you, get a, you get a $500 gift card. Okay, and then uh, there we go. We practice this looking bit. Okay, any, oh, well, there's more. Uh, how many more could there be? Uh, <laughs> all right, very good. Is there more? No, good. Thank you, Laura, and thank you for all for participating. It's not safe to stand up here. I'm going to call on Deacon Amy. Good morning. We are just coming off a fabulous week of Vacation Bible School. We had somewhere around 40 elementary school, preschool kids here, and about 20 middle school, high school helpers that stayed in the morning and helped and then went out on adventures in the afternoon. And I don't even know, 20-something adult volunteers who came together to make this just an amazing week for our kids and our community. So thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for this amazing ministry to our community. Thank you, thank you. So I have videos in just a moment, but first, um, this coming week is Woodby Island Fair, so I encourage you to come out and support all of our kids who will be in various barns with all of their projects at the fair. And then the next week, August 6th, I'm taking 11 high school students along with Cam Castle, and we're heading to uh, Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp in Montana. So looking forward to wonderful adventures to continue. So we do have some videos from Vacation Bible School. You know, not every VBS is lucky enough to have a Carl Olson and the Salamander Band. And we just have amazing music, so we have two songs to share with you this morning. Thank you. 
great fun. If it's comfortable, I would invite you to stand. Lord, teach us to pray. We pray now singing the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today. As you depart from this place of worship, go out those doors, find your own place of service. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Or sending him, go make a difference.